Welcome to the Choose Chat Podcast, where we share real conversations about real life. We are women on fire and passionate about Jesus and love sharing our stories of faith. We know God believes in you, and we believe in you. And our prayer is that our conversations will encourage you to see how God is at work in your everyday life. So let's chat. Welcome to the Choose Chat Podcast, where we have real conversations about real life situations and the choices we make. My name is Jill Miller, and with me is Laura Pedersen. Hey, everybody. We are so excited about our theme for Choose Ministry this year, which is Choose to Keep Going. Yes. So excited because it came to us really through the Holy Spirit. So we were trying to figure out what our word was for the year, praying about it, talking about it. Usually it's one word. Right. And then Laura kind of threw out, well, maybe it's more of a phrase. And that made me remember a shirt that Aria, the beautiful fiddle player who plays for us. (laughs) Love you, Aria. We do. And she had given me this gift for Christmas, a flannel shirt. And on the back of it, it said, choose to keep going. Yes. And I showed that shirt to Laura and it was just like an instant Holy Spirit. Amen. Yes. yes. It was like no doubt that that was our theme for this year. Right. And we instantly found this beautiful Bible verse that we love from James chapter one, verses three through four. This is the Passion Translation version, which reads, for you know that when your faith is tested, it stirs up in you the power of endurance. Right. I love that. When it's tested, it stirs up endurance. And then as your endurance grows even stronger, it will release perfection into every part of your being until there is nothing missing and nothing lacking. I love that. Yes, right? it just says it all. We get perfect through endurance, right. through choosing to never give up and to keep going. Mm-hmm. And so we started you know, really brainstorming about this and all of a sudden we're thinking about the Rocky theme song, dun, 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 dun. We're picturing, you know, Sylvester Stallone running, running up, up those steps. steps yeah. And we don't even like boxing. No, I, I looked at Jill and I said, why are we choosing boxing? We don't even like it. But you know what? We all kind of are in a boxing ring right. in life. Life mm-hmm. can feel like a boxing ring sometimes. So we kept going with it. And then we started researching life lessons from Rocky. Right. And there's some really great life lessons that we think can have biblical implications as well that we want to share. And one of those is never give up, right? right? Mm-hmm. Never give up. Rocky chose to never give up through sports. Right. But we're going to talk about how we can choose to never give up and choose to keep going through faith. Right. And you know, Jill, right after we chose that choose (laughs) to keep going, my life started spinning out of control. Mm -hmm. And um, it's kind of like people say, don't pray for patience because he's going to teach you patience. Well, that's what happened. He was going to teach me how to choose to keep going because I was scheduled for surgical neck fusion. That part was already scheduled. And the week prior to having my surgery, Jeff contracted influenza. He went through a few days of that, and as he was starting to feel better, we had a horse that had been sick, and we had to make the decision to put that horse down. And there's such an emotional piece to even making that decision, but then disposing of a large animal that you love is even harder part to that, right? And so then Christmas Eve day, we were having uh, dinner with my family, and Jeff started feeling ill again, passed out, and we had to call the ambulance to have him taken to the ER. 
So you spent Christmas Eve, well, in the morning, remember, you couldn't even go to church because right. the because of the putting the horse down, horse down and, and the people mm-hmm. trying to get it out got stuck. Yes. Right. So you don't make it to church, have dinner, and then you're in the ER. And awesome. then we're in the ER for the rest of the evening. Yes. We get home from the ER to clean up from the dinner we were having, and my underneath my sink is flooded with water because nice. the garbage disposal still just started to um, go out. So... Jill and her wonderful husband helped us fix that garbage disposal. And the night that they left, Jeff decided to get the stomach flu. Mm. Back to the ER we went the next day because I was worried about him. He was passing out. And we got to the ER, and it was just full of sick people. Mm. (laughs) And I said, nope, we're not doing this. And so I called Jill. Now, this was the day before I was supposed to have surgery. And it when was I called too you, much, yes. And, and it was too much. She was crying, saying, I'm not going to do surgery. I'm canceling it. I can't take it. And I'm like, where are you? And I went <laughs> up to the ER and they had gone home. So I went home and, you know, one of the lessons from Rocky is to find your Adrian. Right. And you needed someone who could encourage you and like, because when we get in the midst of all this going mm-hmm. on, which there's even more to this story, but we can't see the forest right. for the trees. And I knew what I was seeing that Laura wasn't was that the doctor who was going to do her surgery usually goes away for the month of January. We had tried to work a couple days that week in between all the madness, and Laura was in so much pain she couldn't even concentrate. And I'm like, Laura, you can't do this for another month or two, you know, to get this surgery rescheduled. Mm -hmm. You can't do it. Jeff was feeling better. I'm like, Jeff will be okay. I will take you to surgery (laughs) and you need to do this. And you ended up doing it. And so I ended up doing what my friend Jill suggested. (laughs) You know, I think, and that's the importance of that, Adrian, because I was feeling like the pain, emotional pain of going through all of this and the pain that I was having in my neck and my shoulder were both high levels of pain. Mm -hmm. And so it's like, which one is worse? I think I can just put up with this. And Jill's like, no, you need to have it. So she took me to surgery and by the grace of God, the surgery went well, the pain in my shoulder is all gone. After I was discharged from the hospital, we learned of my father-in-law passing. So my husband Jeff's uh, father passed away. Two days after you got out of the hospital. Yes. So here I am, you know, can't do anything for myself. I'm in a neck brace and my hip hurts because they had to take bone from my hip and put it into my neck. So I pretty much can hardly take care of myself. And now how can I help care for my husband who's emotionally hurting? You know, his father lives in another small community around here, so it wasn't real close to mm-hmm. us. And so all of that emotion started rearing its ugly head when I got home from surgery. Well, and I remember just feeling like Laura had such a major surgery and all this chaos was going around her. And my heart was like, where is Laura in the midst of this? Because mm-hmm. I know Laura's heart is to serve others and to... Not always ask for what you need, right? (laughs) Because we want to be strong and all that. (laughs) And so I knew, wow, I have to try to be there in every way possible because of all that's happening for Jeff to handle, her husband. Right. I felt like I needed to handle it all. And it was a great lesson of, no, you don't. When you have your Adrians around you, other people can take some of that burden as well. Right. And you got through it. And then there was 
On top of that, you found out Jeff's mom. Yes, my Jeff's mom was diagnosed with stage four kidney cancer. So there was that. There is that emotional still today, right. just working through that and um, finding out what options there are and mm-hmm. all of those kinds of things. So yeah, there were just a lot of punches being thrown there in just a short what two week time frame. Right. It was overwhelming. It yeah. was overwhelming for me, and I just prayed so hard for you. But Laura, we've already really seen just some really beautiful pieces in that. I think back to number one, Jeff's dad went really fast. He fell, did not want to be in a nursing home. And he spent what, three days? He went so fast at the end, but what a blessing. Yes. And it was beautiful. He didn't suffer. No, he he was 90. He was 90 years old and had a beautiful life here. And we had a the blessing of that many years with him. Right. And I know you guys, the family was trying to figure out how to help him not have to go to a nursing home, right. but there was no way. So what a blessing that was. But another really huge blessing that I saw that I know yes. just impacted you was Becca right. being able to come up for the funeral Funeral. and then being with you and being with me yes my daughter Becca and I are pretty much attached at the hip and it's been a transition the last few years because she's in Texas and I'm in Iowa so being attached at the hip doesn't work very well but we pretty much talk every day but she had wanted to come home for this surgery you know she's so far away and it's not a simple surgery or an easy surgery and so she had wanted to come home but one of the things I guess learning for Adrian's out there maybe is that when people throw a lot of questions at you when you're trying to deal with a multitude of things. It's not easy for that person either, right? Like, mom, should I come home? You know, do you need help? What can I bring? There's all of these questions. And quite honestly, I had no idea what to expect with this surgery. Right. Like, I don't know how I'm going to feel. I don't know what all is going to happen. Never been through this surgery before. And so we had kind of decided maybe she should just hold off until after the surgery. And then we'll see what happens and what we need. Because, you know, she had to plan because of her own work and taking off and all of that kind of stuff. So that was what the plan was that we had come up with. But then when um, we lost John, my father-in-law, Obviously, she wanted to come up and also be here for her grandfather's funeral, so she did come up, and what a blessing it was that that happened, because in the midst of all of this, I was really having a hard time. I couldn't swallow. Mm-hmm. You know, there were couldn't lots eat, of things yes. going on, couldn't eat, and she just crawled in bed with me and, you know, just was there for me, and we didn't even really say anything, but she kind of put her hand on mine, and yeah, it was just a beautiful moment. I love that story, Laura, and I love how God meets us in the middle of our crisis right. and just gives us, like, things worked out so beautifully with with Becca coming up here and all the pieces of it. And what do they say? There's beauty that comes from the ashes. Yes, yes, there really is. And, you know, when I think about never giving up, I just can't help but think of the Apostle Paul, right? He was someone who went from persecuting, killing Christians right. to becoming a you know devoted follower of Christ and ended up writing 25% of the New Testament. And most of those letters that he wrote that compile so much of our New Testament were written while he was in prison, literally yeah. beaten, bloodied, you know? Yeah. Physical hurt. <laughs> Physical hurt. You know what? It makes me think that Rocky has nothing on Paul. Paul is amazing. He has nothing on Laura, or Laura has nothing on him either. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Paul was the man, right? And his legacy is just full. It's filled 
on page after page of encouragement for us to never give up. Some of my favorite verses penned by those blood-stained hands include Romans 5, 3 through 4, because we know that suffering produces perseverance, perseverance character, and character hope. Mm -hmm. And hope does not put us to shame because God's love has been poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. Oh, I love that. And this one, it just really touches my soul when I think about him writing this Mm. in prison, right? Right. He's in the worst place possible. Who knows? He could have been beaten the night before he wrote this. But in Philippians 3, he wrote, forgetting what is behind and straining toward what is ahead. I press on toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. Wow. So beautiful. Talk about never giving up. Right, right. Pressing on. Pressing on. And you know, he did that because of his faith. Mm -hmm. He chose to keep going because of faith. Not because he was some strong, mighty warrior on his own. Like Rocky wasn't. Mm -hmm. He was human. But with God, you know, giving him that strength to move on. And I saw that with you, Laura. I saw people praying for you. Mm -hmm. I prayed for you. People came that you didn't even know prayed Prayed for you. People prayed Mm -hmm. on the phone with Mm -hmm. you. They brought beautiful gifts. You found Adrian's in the midst of your journey that helped you keep going. And the Adrian's said yes Mm -hmm. and took the initiative to come. And that's beautiful too. Right. Mm -hmm. That is really cool. There's a verse in Hebrews, Hebrews 10, 24 through 25, that says, and let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds, not giving up meeting together as some have the habit of doing, but encourage one another and all the more as you see the day approaching. So it just, it's that meeting together. The small group that we have, Jill, is just an absolute blessing because they were there through prayer, but they were also there for us through making meals and bringing paper products and sending a text and sending flowers. I mean, all the little things that when you're in the midst of chaos and struggling, that just give your heart and your mind and your soul that little nudge to keep going. Mm-hmm. And we is never know what it is. You know, sometimes people are in such a hard place. Like I think about someone I know that lost a child and you just, you don't even know, know what, to, what to say. Mm-hmm. Right. So then sometimes we tend to not say anything. Mm-hmm. And I remember just sending a text, you know, there are no words, but mm-hmm. know that I'm praying for you. Mm-hmm. Those kinds of yeah. things that, Wow, we need that, just something to keep us going. Mm-hmm. And there's a scene in the movie, Laura, that you found that, oh, would you read this? I think it's so <laughs> it's so perfect. Yes, when we talk about those Adrians in our life, this is a scene where Adrian's brother, Polly, is asking Rocky. Polly says, you like her? And Rocky says, sure, I like her. And Polly says, what's the attraction? And Rocky says, I don't know. She fills gaps. And Polly says, what's gaps? And Rocky says, I don't know. She's got gaps. I got gaps. Together, we fill the gaps. <laughs> you should do it in the Rocky voice. I don't know. Yeah, how do you do that? I'm still 
<laughs> I'm still uh, suffering from neck surgery, so yes. my voice isn't um, all the way back yet. I'm... But I think that's such a beautiful picture. You know, he wasn't an eloquent speaker or anything, oh. but what wisdom is found in just that little back and forth? We all have gaps, oh, and those yeah. Adrians that we find, whether it's a spouse, whether it's a friendship, a small group... Mm-hmm. They fill the gaps that we need filled when we need them filled. It's so beautiful. Mm-hmm. And God encourages us to live in community. God lives in community, right? Yes. Father, Son, Holy Spirit. He does not want us doing life alone. Mm-hmm. And so that is just a really great lesson. And we want to just throw out a challenge here. If you don't have an Adrian in your yes. life, if you don't have someone that will come alongside you and encourage you and believe in you, then, you know, ask God to bring you that. And I believe he will. I I thought of this as you were talking, Laura, about when I first started going to Nashville, I didn't know anyone. And I would go to these songwriting seminars and I am a people person, you know, and I'm used to knowing people when Mm -hmm. you go in a room Mm -hmm. because we live in a smaller town and I at least know someone. So I'm going to these things not knowing a single soul Mm -hmm. and I'm older than most of them. And I remember just praying every time I went, God, just give me one person. And every single time time. I did, I found one, one girl that I would sit beside and we would end up becoming friends. And I have so many friends because of that. God hears our prayers yes, and he doesn't want us to be alone. Exactly. And there's lots of churches that have those care ministries, you know, and that was also the beauty. I have a church family that has that and they would call, they would follow up, Mm -hmm. they would send a card and a note and that's beautiful. But I also look at, you know, for those of you that know my story a little bit, my sister Sarah was confined to her home. And the thing with Sarah is she had to make the effort, you know? So I think there's also those of us that are hurting Mm -hmm. and we're down, but when you're not around people and they don't know that's happening to you, you have to step out and make that effort and not just be a victim of being in that situation. Right. And maybe your choose to keep going means that you do make that call. Right. Get help. Do whatever it is you need to do. So I want that encouragement out there too, is there are people out there and yet they don't know you unless you step out and right. make yourself known. Yeah, sometimes we have to ask. Well, the last Rocky lesson that we want to talk about is embrace the underdog mentality. And boy, can I relate to this, Laura, because I didn't get into music like for real for, you know, a, a profession until very late in life. It was when I got remarried and I started going to Nashville and I was way older than what Nashville was looking for. <laughs> you, weren't, you weren't that 20 something? I Jill? wasn't 20 something. No, not at all. But I felt so strongly in my spirit that this is what God was calling me to. But it's been also where the enemy still tries to trip me up more than mm-hmm. anything. Just that feeling not worthy, feeling like I'm not enough feeling like, why would you ask me to do this, God? I'm not big enough for that. And there is a biblical character who is the epitome of the underdog, and that is Gideon. His story is found in Judges 6 and 7. And I encourage you, go read it, because it's a fascinating story. Just go read those two chapters. It's so good. But God comes to Gideon as he's hiding out crushing grain in a wine press just because there's a famine going on and they're hiding food. And God- So just carrying on his day-to-day activity. Yeah, just trying to survive. Right. And God addresses him as a mighty warrior. 
Like, and he's like, oh, whoa, wait a minute. And in, he, he says, pardon me, my Lord, but how can I save Israel? My clan is the weakest in Manasseh, and I am the least in my family. That's Judges 6.13. And if you read this story, you're going to discover some really crazy stuff that started happening with fleece and water and no water and then tearing down altars and then an offering being burnt up by a fire coming right out of a rock because... Gideon was asking for signs from God to prove that he w- that God was telling the truth because he didn't believe him. Because it, I don't know what was going through his mind, but I'm thinking he just thought, I'm not enough for this, right? right? right. And sometimes we don't feel like we're enough for the There's- life God has given us. Maybe you're in the midst of parenting. It's your first baby. And you feel like, I don't know what I'm doing. I remember feeling that way. We've all had a first, right? <laughs> yes. So there are so many times in life where we don't feel qualified. But if you read this story, I hope it encourages you because the most impossible part comes when Gideon leads the Israelite army against the Midianites, Amalekites, and the other Eastern forces. He already feels like the least of the least, but he goes with his men and then God tells him he should tell anyone who's afraid to go home. And 22,000 of his men do exactly that. They run. They head for the hills. (laughs) So now what's laying before him seems even more impossible. I mean, talk about feeling like an underdog. Then there's this really crazy lapping water (laughs) like Like a a dog. dog. It's just crazy. (laughs) That reduces the army to only 300. Mm, How, God? How How am I supposed to defeat an army with 300? Right. But... He trusted God. Mm -hmm. He trusted God. Because there's no way Mm -hmm. that 300 men can defeat an army that's described as being as thick as locusts. I mean, there were so many people coming against them. But Gideon witnessed the impossible happen. Because that's exactly what happened. The little band of 300 men scared the other army away. They ran for the hill, and they they defeated that army. And it's like with God... Anything is possible. Only God. Only God. You know, it's just, it's amazing what God can do. But the lesson in that is like Gideon just chose to keep going. Right. He trusted. He's not going to give up. He said, I am an underdog, but with God. I mean, I think of, always think of David and Goliath, right? The classic underdog story where David believed in God. He believed that God would get him through what he needed to. And that's why he could stand against Goliath. Right, he said, right. how dare you define the armies of the living God? Right. It's like he wasn't saying, how dare you defy little old me, little right. shepherd boy. No, how dare you defy the armies of the living God? And we can embrace that underdog mentality when we realize that God is with us. Yeah, he's the ultimate strength for all of us. He is, he is. You know, when you said that you have to be careful of how you see yourself because when you do see yourself as less than or that you're not good enough, that's where that evil one likes to come in and just keep enhancing mm-hmm. those things so that you do give up. Right. You know, when I was in uh, first came into ministry, I was in the business world, right? You know, right. I did human resources, I did numbers, I was a Grew up in a small town in Northwest Iowa. I was raised by a hog farmer. You know, it's like, what in the world am I supposed to offer people, Lord? People Mm -hmm. have bigger stories than I do. And yet, when he calls you to it, he is going to get you through it. 
And he, he equips you. He equips you as you go. Taking over the ministry after my sister passed away, it felt like she was the writer. She was the speaker. Mm-hmm. I wasn't. You know, it was all of those reasons why you right. can't. And yet, look at look at where I am today. I and, you know, yes, it took hard work. Right. And it took it a lot of... It hasn't been easy. No, it hasn't been easy. And I've had to learn and grow through it. But he has given me what I need when I need it. Right. Well, and I want to read our verse again because it just makes me see what is happening. For you know that when your faith is tested, it stirs up in you the power of endurance. Mm -hmm. Right? You are going to be tested. The minute Mm -hmm. you follow God, you're going to be tested. But it stirs the power of endurance. And then as your endurance grows even stronger, it will release perfection into Mm -hmm. every part of your being until there is nothing missing and nothing lacking. Right. We're, we're yeah. always going to be perfected this side of heaven. We're always moving just a little bit closer mm-hmm. to who God created us to be. But if we quit, yeah. we're never going to reach that. We're never going to get closer to that perfection piece. So we want to thank you for listening. We want to encourage you again, leave you with our three main takeaways for today to never give up, right? Never, never give, give up. up embrace the underdog mentality. If you feel like an underdog, it's okay because you've got God on your side yep. and go read Gideon. Yes. Like Gideon and or David. Or watch Rocky. Yeah, or watch Rocky. <laughs> yes. Especially for women, I believe we need, everyone needs community. Yes. But as women, I think we're sometimes more reluctant to do that. So find your Adrian, be vulnerable, yes. be a friend to someone else, be an Adrian to someone else and open your heart for that for you as well. And always, always choose to keep going. Thanks, everybody. We pray that you have been edified by listening to Choose Podcast. We hope that our conversation has encouraged and equipped you on ways to make godly choices in your everyday life. Please subscribe, rate, and review our podcast. And thank you to those who walk alongside Choose Ministry financially. If you feel led to partner alongside us, you can check the link in our podcast description below. Thanks again for listening. God bless you. And I choose to believe.